All right, folks, listen up. There's no two ways about it. The super friends are killing us in the ratings. Stan Lee himself came to me and said, Dang it! This is Marvel Comics, the house of ideas. We won't be outdone by their sappy, happy horse crap. Now you go cook up a hit cartoon, you hear? I don't know about you guys, I don't want to disappoint Stan Lee. Maybe it's just me. But what can we do? They have Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman. Look, I hear you. I really do. That's totally valid. This is a tough one. And that is why we have to rally on this, folks. Come on. This boardroom is going to be a church lock-in party till we cook something up. So get out your umbrellas because we're about to have a heavy brainstorm in here, okay? <laughs> I'll get the ball rolling on this. A show starring Spider-Man. It's a no-brainer. Kids love Spider-Man. He's youthful. He's a perpetual underdog. Peter Parker, science nerd, bit by a radioactive spider, leading to spider powers. Then Uncle Ben, no, blam, responsibility. It's a big hit every time. Yeah, well, we already have a Spider-Man cartoon, pal. You're right, we do. And what it's missing, what we're missing, is more heroes. Some pals, some comrades, some chums. Spider-Man needs some spider friends. So, who's hanging with the wall crawler, huh? Shoot me some ideas. Uh, I mean, if I may, <clears throat> X-Men is our other top moneymaker. Yes, X-Men. I like where your head's at. A lot of characters, though. Who are some popular X-Men? Anyone know? My kid said he kind of likes the one, um, what's he called? Uh, Iceman. I like it. I like it. Iceman sounds cool. <laughs> what's his story? Mm, Bobby Drake. Just a young mutant with uh, ice powers. Yep, perfect. College boys fighting crime between study sessions. And then a lady. Super Friends formula says we need a woman. We have tons of female X-Men. Not a lot of time to go through all their profiles. Let's just spitball one real quick. How about that? We got spiders. We got ice. We got... Fire! Fire! That's a bingo! She controls fire. I love it. Okay, now she needs a name. Fire... um, Fire... Fire, 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 fire. Fire chick. Mm. Flame dame. No. Microwave mama. Wait, I got it. Fire star. Fire star. What's her story? Her story? Uh, I mean, she can be a mutant too, right? I mean, they're all just born that way. It's kind of the point. Yeah. Okay. Spider-Man, Iceman, Firestar, college pals by day, spider friends when there's trouble. This is good. It's really good. You guys see that, right? What we did here today? Years, decades from now, people will still be talking about this show. Saying. Today, on the Days Past Tooncast, we're talking about Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Welcome 
Welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. We're continuing with our spring cleaning over here mm-hmm. at the Days Past Tooncast studio, which currently is a toastier even than last week. A little, a little spicy. A little spicy. A little spicy. A little spicy. Yeah. The uh, AC <laughs> isn't doing great here, and uh, uh, that was supposed to get fixed today. <laughs> But when the uh, the nice gentleman came over to fix it, uh-huh. they came back pretty quick and told me that there were hundreds of bees, is I think how he's, they put it. He's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I know. You got to fix this. You got to spray them. <laughs> so I go to Home Depot. I get the spray stuff that says it's for wasps and everything, and I assume it will work for bees. But it turns <laughs> out the bees are going into a small hole on the side of the building. Okay. So they're, they're secret. They're like in the walls right now, <laughs> I'm assuming. But whenever I've done this before, it feels like I'm doing an assassination. Uh-huh. Like I have to plan my escape route. Right. Get out your sniper rifle, whatever. You aim, <laughs> fire, run. Cover them up high. Yeah, yeah. And I, I have a cyanide <laughs> capsule ready every time. They scare the shit out of me. But that is why it's still toasty in here. At least you told me not to wear a shirt. That's, I, that's cool. So thank you. And you thank said, you. okay, like usual, just <laughs> yeah, your standard sure. DPTC uniform. <laughs> no, yeah, no shirt. Nothing but He-Man underoos. I also mentioned that because today we're covering Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You guys know it. You read the title. I assume that nobody just opens up a podcast without reading what it's about these days. <laughs> That'd be kind of a cool function to have is like you don't get any of the text. Just roulette. Yeah, roulette totally. With your just audio. Shoot me. We're talking about Spider-Man and his amazing friends today. And one of the episodes I was eyeballing mm-hmm. or scouting for this episode, which we ultimately didn't do, we should do someday, is about a villain named Swarm. Okay. Who I believe is a Nazi somebody who is also a swarm of bees that come together and make the form of a man and wears clothes. And I think this was Swarm telling me, you should have chose me, kid. Just a Nazi somebody. Yeah, a Nazi so- I don't know who it was. A Nazi scientist, probably not that in the cartoon. <laughs> what we went with, though, and for a reason, mm-hmm. is this episode. It's got Kingpin, who is uh, Wilson Fisk, if you watch the Daredevil Netflix series. Mm-hmm. He is in the public eye, but more importantly, this one has our good, good pal, our savior. Yeah. Captain America. Cappy. And Avengers Endgame is out in theaters right now. Travis, you and I saw Infinity War last year. We did. Together. We did. You haven't, you haven't, you haven't. No, but man, you, we got to do it soon. Bro, at, right, right after this. Okay. Yeah. We got to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Avengers are in the blood. Uh, actually, I was talking to Allie from The Parables, uh, my other podcast, oh, yeah. about going to see it. And I said, well, we got to make sure Travis is at least invited. Yeah. Because he'll freak well, out how, a how little about, bit. How about, how about we just make sure Allie's, in, Allie's invited. invited. Thank yeah, you. I'll yeah. tell each of you the opposite so that everyone's happy. Shout out, Allie. We're even covering the Avengers, like the history of the comics this week on the parables. Awesome. So if you, it's Avengers uh, month or year. I yeah. forget which one. <laughs> it's Avengers year every year. Marvel. We're back to Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Finally, after a year. Whew. We're here. Yeah. And I just want to, like a, like a leaping spider. Yeah. Like the Spider-Man himself. <laughs> I just want to jump into it. Jump into, jump in, Woo. jump. The plot. Mm. Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Season one, episode 12. Originally broadcast November 28th, 1981. Entitled, Pawns of the Kingpin. The Kingpin of Crime hires scientist Dr. Faustus to steal the Omni Blaster, a U.S. government experimental weapon that fires any and every kind of beam. The doctor's hypnodisc invention allows them to mind control Captain America into doing their dirty work, with the help of amazing spider friend, Iceman. Starstruck, 
Iceman helps his hero Cap break into the army base housing the blaster, even fighting off his teammates Spider-Man and Firestar. But Faustus wants the blaster for himself, and in the chaos of his double-crossing the Kingpin, Cap breaks free from the Hypnodisc's control and along with the Spider-Friends, saves our great nation. We all know Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of him. Heard uh, I've heard of spiders. I've heard of men. Just like Spider-Woman, I've heard of spiders. I've heard of women. Yeah. I didn't forget what spiders are. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. I'm great. I get it. <laughs> Guys, I don't need you to explain Spider-Man to me, okay? I get it. Peter Parker, um, uh, Bill Spider. <laughs> <laughs> We know who Spider-Man is, and on this show, he is not, uh, no one's especially interesting or deep, but Spider-Man, I think, suffers especially, they try to make him a jokester like he is in the comics. Uh Throwing quips and thwipping webs all the time. Whipping quips. Whipping thwips and webbing swebs. Mm -hmm. The voice choice, I think, is the issue here. When he makes the jokes he makes... He sounds like a grown man. Uh-huh. He doesn't sound like some spunky kid who's kind of making up for being a kid. He's just an asshole. He's just a jerk <laughs> who is body shaming the character Kingpin throughout this cartoon. Okay, Tubby, where's the down button? You activated the self-destruct gizmo, lardhead. In seven seconds, we go boom. If there's a reward where they pay by the pound, I'll be one rich Spider-Man. I'd uh, give you a hand, Kingy, if I knew which pig was you. This would not make it in today's society. There's I don't no telling what he did when, when the camera was off. Oh, no. He, he probably slapped him in the face and said, go get me a smoothie. Good Lord. Yeah. it's it's. I mean, it is funny, but in that way where you're like, oh, shit. Like, Kingpin's about to rip his head off. Uh-huh. He will not lay off that nerve, man. But he can't because he's crying. He's crying. Yeah, in cer- internally, <laughs> certainly is. And I think that's probably what led Kingpin to his... Life of crime. Mm. But he, as he says, it's all muscle. Yeah. And so Spider-Man, it's, it's a joke on Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Firestar, Angelica Jones, yeah. the fire-wielding mutant. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, her and Iceman are pretty much their powers usually. That's all they bring to the table. Yeah. They don't have, uh, this time Iceman gets a little bit of the spotlight. Uh, a lot of the spotlight. A lot of the spotlight. Yeah. But Firestar is just relegated to being the provider of fire. <laughs> she she's the craft services table for fire. She's providing fire Can I today. Get you more more flame. Exactly. More flame? Why don't you start off with a little lady, meathead? I have a question about physics for you, Travis. Oh, you know you're my that's you're my, my physics guy. <laughs> you're my physics guy, okay. Doctor Travis. Yeah. When fire and ice go up against each other, mm-hmm. which one wins in the paper rock scissors of the physics world? Which one wins? Ice. No, Travis. No. I I mean, if according to this cartoon, yeah. I don't see ice. Wins, no. No. <laughs> so it is still ice, right? In this, she and Iceman face off at one point because of the mind control issue that we're going to get yeah. into. And they're just blasting fire and ice at each other. We can light fires in extreme cold. Extreme cold does not beat fire. Does it? Well, here's the deal. I- I'm taking it to a different level. Take it. Take it to that level. The ice turns into water, which water ultimately puts flame out. That's a good point. That's where I, that's where I was going. If the fire is so hot, it might sublimate the ice and turn it into vapor. First off, I don't know what sublimate means. It means what I said, Travis. Doctor Travis. The PhD. You know what? I'm going back to school. <laughs> you know, you're one. making up shit. <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna have an argument with you. If you're gonna make up words. This is ridiculous. 
I don't, it just seems like, I mean, those characters paired together, it's a good idea because that kind of covers a lot of powers, real estate, you know, between them and Spider-Man. They have, they're the more powerful characters by far. Yeah. They are like, between the two of them, <laughs> let's hope they don't turn on humanity. Right. These I two mean, mutants. I mean, Spider-Man is just a, just a sexy gymnast. A he gymnast, is. Right? And, I, and I would love to have his power set. He also has this weird, the spider sense, the precognition that he kind of has yeah. that tells him that Cap is being mind controlled, but not quite. Just tells him something's wrong. It's like having deja vu. It is. It's, it's like just feeling that somebody's kind of off, I think yeah, is all. It just makes him an asshole, really. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't. It's not a long walk for him. <laughs> Those two, Spider-Man, Firestar, not really the stars of this show. Mm-mm. We've got Captain America as a guest star. Yeah, which is a big fucking deal. I love Captain America. BFD. I think everybody at this point. Loves Captain America. Yeah, he's the, he's the gold standard, really. He is. He is such a, a charming, lovable guy. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the scary thing about this episode. Him getting mind-controlled, him being just Captain a zombie, America. A zombie for this whole... <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Like like a very classical voodoo zombie where it's they're just workers. They don't even eat people. They just walk around and do what you say. Yeah. Iceman is a total sheeple for Captain America. The second Captain America tells him to do something, he says, okay, Cap. But I don't blame him. I would probably do the same thing. You have to. No, I, I would question the white eyes for one second. But that's then, uh, yeah, that's that's a definite. If people look, guys, if people's irises and pupils are missing, which is what happens when this mind control trick happens, uh-huh. don't trust them. Just question a few things, right? Because people are supposed to have irises, cones, rods, pupils, everything, noses, white noses too, noses as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you, well, I think there's probably some plastic surgery survivors that would argue with you. Okay, okay. When we catch up with Cap and the Amazing Friends, they're, I guess, on the college circuit. Yes, <laughs> like, I think so. <laughs> he is doing for the youth to 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 relate to the youth. He is doing a tumbling routine, uh-huh. like immediately out out the gate, just jumping off a pommel horse and doing flips and stuff like that, which to me is is great. But it is less impressive than the woman flying in the air shooting fire from her hands. <laughs> but it's Cap, and it's like he's doing his old USO show from the from World War Two. But they he's never <laughs> they never established why he's there. Like, and it really did. You ever have uh, like abstinence assemblies when you were in high school? Yeah, maybe one. That or kind of thing. Well, one you had, or twelve. Yeah, okay. it was a daily event. Uh-huh. The abstinence, the abstinence reminder. Well, I was, I was homeschooled, so thanks for that. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> so just seeing your parents was a reminder to remain Mom abstinent. Just sits down naked in front of you for like five minutes. <laughs> gets up and walks out. I guess if that's how, if that's the effect it had, then mission accomplished. <laughs> it seems like he's going to do that. He's going to tumble and then like take a towel. He's like, "Thanks, Jenny," but I'm really here to tell you that love is with one person. It's between a man and a woman. And nothing else. Like, I don't know why else they're at this college. <laughs> Cap says to the audience of college students that are just, ro- I mean, I would be roaring for it too. I don't blame them. Yeah. I would love it. I fucking love it. But he says to them, Students of ESU, today you will see what years of training and exercise have done for me. He's really downplaying the whole, I was injected with the super soldier serum that keeps me young forever <laughs> and made me a perfect human specimen. It really, he should be saying, you too, through training, exercise, eating right, science fiction, technology, chemicals, you too can be a Captain America. Wearing condoms too, Wearing guys. Condoms, wearing condoms. Wearing condoms. No, no. No condoms. Do not wear condoms. Do not have sex. That's the trick. You too, by years of abstinence and refusing to acknowledge sex. Self-love, guys. Self-love. Self-love. First and always. <laughs> 
I mean, and I don't really think a cap is that way, guys. I, I as a reader of Captain America comics as a kid or, or just any comics with him, like I thought of him as a square. Uh-huh. And he's not. He's fucking World War II vet. Yeah, dude. He's dude. nitty gritty. He's a, He is nitty gritty. He's both nitty. <laughs> And gritty. Pretty gritty. Yeah, he's got a little bit. Mostly nitty, little gritty. <laughs> yeah, he whispered to the side. <laughs> a little bit gritty if you ask me. Iceman being the other, like this is a two-hander. We got two people oh. featured and Iceman is the other one. Like I said, he, he's a little dense in this episode, not only in his blind following of Captain America, who's, you know, like basically asking him for secret rendezvous uh. and things. Like, I mean, and, and I, again, I, I'm going to say this every time. I can't blame him for following that. But he also, at one point, they break into an army base. Uh-huh. And Captain, he, like, Iceman is willing to buy anything. Captain America says, which it's just like he's making shit up. I mean, it's just a bad improv. Yeah, Captain America is pretty much foaming at the mouth at this point. Yeah, I mean, between all these things, he's he's in uh, Iceman's in denial. He just he's being shown attention. It's like a movie where the ugly duckling at school, like the football prom king type guy, is showing her attention. It's actually a bet. It's like Carrie the movie or whatever. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Just because he's being shown attention by Captain America. He's willing to do anything. And it's dangerous because I feel like most of us would go this route. Most of us would do this. Most of us would be willing to ignore actual American soldiers saying, oh, man, Captain America's gone crazy and just say, well, it must just be that they're really committed criminals that are willing to act like they're actually soldiers who <laughs> never break character. I, I Listen, I can't I can't sit here and tell you that I wouldn't follow a zombie Chuck Norris into into battle. Would you say that Chuck Norris would be your number one pick as the new Captain America after Chris Evans? I would think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. hundred percent. Got it. Yeah. Wouldn't shave the beard for it. Don't care. No, I'm, I'm just oh. stating as a, <laughs> as a, as a statement. This is just a truth. It's a dangerous proposition when someone like Captain America, who we trust so wholeheartedly, just so easily. And he was just so likable. Uh-huh. We see what happens with Iceman, but what if Cap instead of being mentally taken overtaken dominant yeah. dominated, <laughs> excuse me, someday like what if he goes senile eventually? What if he goes off his meds and he's just like all my neighbors trying to read my mind. We have to go get them, Travis. <laughs> it's it's called a silver and blue alert. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Like, <laughs> but the problem is you'll follow him anyway. Oh yeah. All the eggs in this grocery store are rotten. We got to break every one of them. <laughs> okay. Oh, you, you you got it, Cap. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Travis, you haven't watched the Daredevil series on Netflix. No, I have not. Okay. So the character of the Kingpin, yep. known as Wilson Fisk, okay. is a is the main villain pretty much on that series. And in the comics, he has been around forever. More recent versions of him since the 80s and beyond. And in that series, he is a criminal mastermind, a real kind of a He's very passionate. He's very soulful, especially because he's played by Vincent D'Onofrio. And so imagine in this cartoon, everything that the Kingpin is doing. Imagine Vincent D'Onofrio taking, stealing lasers and showing slideshows to people in a haunted house. Nice. Yes. (laughs) But the Kingpin that would do those things that would steal super science and all that shit. That is really where the character started. Like he was the Kingpin of crime, which meant he will do anything that any other supervillain would do. Like he's basically tradable with Dr. Doom or whoever the fuck. Yeah. They're all after that sweet, sweet alien technology or 
whatever the U.S. government's cooking up. But those eyebrows, though, man, those sweet milky eyebrows. All the, I bet his body is just smooth like an egg all over. <laughs> but all the power of all that missing hair is in those eyebrows. It is when Vincent D'Onofrio plays the character, dude. You'll fall in love with him, and it's all in the eyebrows. It's all eyebrow work. I will fall in love with him. You will Come fall in now. love with him. It's I'm a promise. There. I guarantee it. <laughs> One of my favorite things about the Kingpin, aside from him just being a big old galoot, <laughs> yeah. is that in this, he is wearing, I don't know what this article of clothing is, but it looks like a super wide tie, almost an ascot, uh-huh. but not as uh, fluffy, I right. guess. And he is so high class and rich, I guess, that he just has a single diamond in the middle of his tie. That's how you, that's how is, you that do the, is that what you do? Yeah. Is that what you do? Yeah, if you're that loaded, yeah, you have one in your tie and it. it <laughs> you just choose to put it right in the middle uh-huh. of your tie. You're like, go ahead and try to take it. No, come on. Come on. <laughs> it's, pier- it's pierced into his muscle and like. <laughs> it's got two forks holes in there. Through, right? Yeah, buttoned to his body. Now, the voice choice that they made on him is a little funny to me because he doesn't he doesn't sound like a crime guy. He doesn't like, like yeah, this is what we're going to uh-huh. do. That's the only way the crime people sound. <laughs> and he doesn't just sound like a normal man. Gentlemen, you are about to witness a technological miracle. Wait till you see what I have in store for Captain America and his ludicrous ice-covered friend when they appear tomorrow at ESU. He sounds kind of upper crust, little bit mid Atlantic. I, I don't. He's gruff, but it it doesn't play with who I know this man to be. It just plays with him being a supervillain. Yeah, he talks like he has a like a diamond button to his chest. Absolutely, or you know what? You're right. It absolutely fits his character, <laughs> the way that he's being given to us. Now, I think that in this continuity, based on this cartoon, yeah, that Kingpin and his his gang are a little new to organized crime. Because they're making some real mistakes yeah, along the are. way. Yeah. The first one is that they're meeting in a haunted mansion mm-hmm. that is also a farm that has pigs in a pig stable with mud out in the front. You're doing it wrong. I don't get that. This is a Scooby-Doo house that they're meeting in to talk about. Their, their, think on Sopranos. If Tony Soprano and the guys, instead of being upstairs at the club, yeah. they got to fly out to like Transylvania <laughs> to talk about their business. Yeah, it doesn't right? make any sense. Maybe this is revolutionary criminaling. Because if you meet in a haunted house, maybe the cops are less likely to look for you. Maybe they're a little scared to go looking for you. But stuff's going to go wrong. Well, that's and there's that old trope (laughs) of like, you know, you stay in the haunted house overnight and you get the uh, money that they left for you and the house. You ever heard of this? No. Yeah, it's a TV thing where it's like you will get the house and the money that's left to you by your great great aunt. Only if you survive staying one night in the house that she left to you that is haunted with her ghost. <laughs> and the casket containing and the her casket body. And her body, you have to sleep with it. <laughs> it just gets more and more. Yeah, worse and worse. <laughs> well, maybe like one of those, maybe that's just like Kingpin. I don't know, maybe he collects haunted houses. Who knows? Okay. We never see evidence it's haunted, but you, you can tell looking at it. It's haunted. He runs a small operation. Yeah. You got Kingpin. Uh-huh. You got four unarmed henchmen. He's also got one mad scientist. That, that's his whole crew right Creepy there. Creepy AF yeah. scientist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dr. Faustus. <laughs> I want to talk about him. Now, these henchmen that he has are super loyal to him to the point that when he just leaves them to face four superheroes, mm-hmm. Captain America and the Amazing Spider friends, they are all about it. They don't even question. They don't even have a gun or a whip or God knows what you would use. That didn't even stretch first. No. And they, <laughs> uh, man, they have maybe the best line in the entire episode. Uh. They they got it. One of these guys did. What's this? A long underwear convention? Let's waste them. 
guys. I don't understand. I'm going to fight you anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's that's real ballsy. Uh. To just be like, I mean, they must really fear what the kingpin will do to them or their families if they don't fight these people barehanded. <laughs> what are you going to do? Turn me into ice cubes? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, in that case, have at it. The way that Kingpin and his his crew conduct business, super brazen, like very cocky. Yeah. Because they're actually showing up. Like no one's told them, hey, you're the boss. Don't show up to the scene of the crime. Uh-huh. Like don't go. You don't have to, when they rub a guy out, you don't have to be there watching the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, to make like, sure. <laughs> yeah. Like you, in fact, I would say do the opposite. Be as far away as possible. Mm-hmm. He, he actually had the mad scientist himself, Dr. Faustus, is the one to go shoot somebody with this hypno disc thing yep. that takes over Captain America's mind. He does it himself in broad daylight, standing in the middle of a bush. Don't have one of your top tier guys, your consigliere, don't have him do it. Don't wearing, have him anywhere near Wearing it. bright white. Yeah, wearing wearing a white lab coat, the kind that looks like uh, men's 1800s pajamas. Yeah, you, you can't go roaming around in normal day like that or, or dress as a convict. It's no. Too, you can't do either of those. Well, and afterwards... <laughs> This guy walks over to a limo, walking distance uh. from the crime. The window rolls down, and there's the kingpin on this. It's just, like if they had even one former FBI agent, one cop on the take, they would be getting lessons immediately. Like this guy would be stressed out, saying, "Guy, whoa, what? You, no, 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 no. We can't do this. A security We're all guard. Cut. <laughs> even a security guard. I, frankly, <laughs> this is pre-Sopranos. That's the trick. Yeah. This is before crime shows were telling us how. I'm surprised there aren't more successful." Crime families now, after they revealed to us in these shows, how to avoid getting caught. You're all about the crime shows right I now. Love I, love I love them. I love them. Then they, I mean, I not my crime, my crime spree is going great. I don't <laughs> even know, I don't even know who to side with when there's a crime. I feel so strongly for the cop and for the criminal. Hey, he's, he's trying to make a living. I mean, I mean come, on. come on. Yeah, but this cop over here is really, it, it tears me apart inside. <laughs> Wife beater and like suspenders. Yeah, like, hey, uh, and a badge. Can't tell who I am. <laughs> Kingpin is so rich, so prepared for the shit that he's going to get into fighting superheroes. Mm-hmm. It's pretty ballsy for him to be just, he doesn't have powers. He's a big old strong guy. He's got muscle He's got the balls. samurai build. <laughs> he's got the E-Honda build from yeah. Street Fighter. Yeah. He is so rich and prepared that his limo or town car, whatever it is, already has the roof ready to electrify Spider-Man as Spider-Man jumps on. He's like, oh yeah, by the way, I'll just press this button and shock the man to death. Yeah. <laughs> Again, if they were smart, instead of like fighting Spider-Man, if you're going to, and this is how Kingpin in the Daredevil show would play it. Okay. As far as they're concerned, they should be playing it like, oh, we didn't commit any crimes. We were driving along, me, a businessman, and my crazy evil scientist friend here, we're driving and Spider-Man started attacking us. We called the police and said, we're being harassed by Spider-Man. No (laughs) crimes here except for this guy. You play it like you're the victim. That's how you do it. True. No one's telling him this. Yeah, right? I mean, it's all right there. He's, he, he, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) that's what makes me think this is like early in his career. Yeah. Now, I don't know how he got to where he is. Maybe he was an enforcer. He's a big guy, Kingpin, but he's, they got a lot of lessons to learn. He's a big guy. He's a big guy, you know? (laughs) And, you know, if he wants to learn some of those lessons, I am available. Yeah. (laughs) He also has, when they're at the haunted house going over their plan, Uh he also has footage of soldiers testing out this Omni Blaster Ray. 
But he also has footage of Captain America as though the people he's talking to don't know who Captain America is. Right. Like you need visual proof of who the man. Oh, yeah. Captain America. Got it. (laughs) Of him riding his motorcycle, of him doing gymnastics. Yeah. And of him saving three children at once from a burning house. Mm -hmm. This is just footage (laughs) that he has. Just stock footage. I don't know. Yeah, just stored away. Has he been tailing him and, and videotaping his many adventures? Yeah, dude. That's what he does on his free time. I, I would okay if that's true. I eat, would say eat and do that. He also needs to be taught delegate. <laughs> don't don't follow superheroes around and film them do, yourself. Have your guys do it for God's sake. We talked about the Omni Blaster. We've mentioned it. It supposedly has been developed by the U.S. government and can fire every ray. Imaginable. Equipped with every ray imaginable. Every ray the human mind can come up with, and maybe more. I, I would assume that there's some we can't even fathom. Gamma and that X. Could do. <laughs> from gamma to X, from alpha <laughs> to zeta, yeah. and every beam in between. <laughs> it is a Swiss army knife blaster. It really is. And, and in the cartooning world of lasers, lasers being currency, basically, in the oh, cartoon yeah. world, this thing would be the Excalibur of guns. It would be. For any cartoon, G.I. Joe especially. I mean, if Cobra got their hands on this thing, I don't even know if he'd leave the house anymore. Cobra Commander. Only I think I think he married the damn thing. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) And they're watching Kingpin when he's playing the soldier footage of them shooting the thing off. He's really into it. Like he could watch this thing for a few more hours, I think. He has just reams of it. It's essentially laser porn that he's showing the guys. You guys don't want to see. Oh, where you going? It reminds me of that scene from um, Jackie Brown. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I've seen it. It's been a while. So the girl in that movie, she's watching a video of like someone just shooting a machine gun, like like <laughs> her and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson. They're just yeah, watching yeah. someone like like they're just like, doing that. Yeah, they're gonna buy like that this gun or whatever. It's like a thing. It's <laughs> just, just like I need to shit. see a visual demonstration of it. I love. Look at this damn thing. <laughs> I mean, if, if it was on YouTube, I'd watch it, buddy. It's out there. The Omni Blaster. Yeah, mm. from uh, Gamma to X. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. That's their saying. Yeah, Omni Blaster from Omnicom. <laughs> the blaster, like a lot of these things has uh, a design flaw. I mean, having a self-destruct function in itself is not a bad idea, I guess, (laughs) but it is a button that is the only visible button on the whole thing on top. And it seems to be irreversible. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that that makes more sense to me. Yeah. Like, I mean, you might press it on accident, but too fucking bad, I guess is the answer. But... (laughs) Why have like it seems like you could handle just jostle it and accidentally press this thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is like having a remote controller with the power button on the underside. True. You're trying to press buttons, yeah, yeah, you keep yeah. fucking <laughs> damn it. Every like, time. Every time. Every time. I, it just seems like it, it is not it is counter to its original function. Now, where would you put this button? I would put it inside of a bubble? Here's what uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would have basically you know what I would have? Uh-huh. I would have a small glass pane. Okay. It would be in a recess in there. Uh-huh. And I would have a tiny hammer, hammer yep. that I could break the tiny glass with. Right. Then I would have a password that I could put in. Yep. And once I put in the password on the tiny keyboard, eye then scan. there's an eye scan. <laughs> okay. And also dual finger scans. And I need a buddy to bring his key so we can turn both of ours at the same time. And then it's the bot thing that, that you do online. Yes. <laughs> you then it's a the captcha. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, God, there's a, fu- I know there's half a car in this thing, but come on. Oh, I didn't see it. Always pisses it's me the off, worst. <laughs> it's like, what, what is the traffic light to you? Like, uh-uh, there was a white yeah. stripe still like, here. Who are you tri- you're not tricking computers anymore. You're tricking tired people. I swear I've entered that code incorrectly before. And I'm like, oh, that's bullshit. Fuck them. Fuck them. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. The man that Kingpin has hired, I, I'm assuming hired, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping he's paying him because yeah. he's, he's delivering the goods for uh. sure. The man he's hired to procure the Omni Blaster uh-huh. is none other than Dr. Faustus, yep. <laughs> who is an actual Captain America villain from the comics. Okay. Uh, I forget his backstory. <laughs> Guess what? Nerd malfunction. No doubt. Sorry. Bad guy, though. Yeah. No good. He's no good. I mean, I can definitely agree with that. Now, is he is he as goofy? I wouldn't say he, he turns a little goofy uh, here. He turns a little goofy. I mean, this is a hand-wringing evil villain, evil scientist stereotype. Like, he's got the crazy arched eyebrows. He's got the great power donut hair that's starting to grow long, like he's Howard Hughes. Yeah, even his swimsuit looks like a scientist <laughs> Right. Outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just says, like, evil on yeah. it. Don't worry, Kingpin. All is going according to schedule. My schedule. He is just another in a long line of men genetically predisposed to being evil. Uh-huh. Like he popped out looking like this. I mean, he's got, he's just born evil. Man's born evil. And allergic to the sun. Probably so. He probably shouldn't be out there delivering the fucking hypno disc that he invented to Captain America. He's going to get sunburned. Just ho- just holding that pin so you, awkward through the whole. I know. I know. So this this thing that he invented, the hypno disc. Yeah. This is a weapon stolen straight out of the James Bond gadget closet. Yo, like Q would be giving this to Bond. Like, here you go. Shoot this at the woman. Then you do the things. Yeah. <laughs> probably with James Bond. A pen that fires a hypno disc and then a Dick Tracy watch with which to control the person who has this tiny little. It looks like uh, the batteries for a hearing aid uh-huh. is, is attached to your neck <laughs> and then your eyes go white, as we talked about, which should be assigned a to anybody with eyes to follow that person to, to do anything that they say. Absolutely. <laughs> to trust that your loved one is exactly who they say they are. No, the way that you control the person who has the hypno disc is to talk through a watch uh-huh. and the human mind has to be more complicated than just now that I'm in total control of you, I'll talk to you. And by the way, Dr. Faustus calls Captain America names while he's ordering him around. Yeah. He's like, you star spangled fool. Do as I say. Captain America, you star spangled fool. You will do precisely as I command. Do you understand? Yes, sir. And he just does it. He just (laughs) fucking does it. It's I mean, if this is how mind control works, I guess, great. Sign me up. Yeah, sign <laughs> somebody get this brain out of my dome. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Pretty much what he does with Cap. I mean, if you do this to somebody, it's like it's the bit on Jimmy Kimmel. It's the bit on David Letterman where they send somebody out onto the street with a camera on them. Uh-huh. But it's undercover and they're telling them things that they have to say. I, I guess they do it on uh, Impractical Jokers, I too. I talking about. I'm kidding. Oh, let me, let me, no, no, no. Let me re-explain. Let okay. me find a better way to explain. We go through a whole bit where <laughs> yeah. I send you out. I'm like, so microphones. <laughs> Captain America. Okay, now ask him, like, uh, order 100 hot dogs and tell him you want poop on each one of them. <laughs> do it. That's all he's doing. They're all they thing. have a gun on me. What do I do? And Faustus totally free jazzing the entire time that he's controlling Captain America. Every time there's a question of like, so why are we breaking into an army base? He says, oh, the president sent me. I'm itchy. I'm itchy right here. <laughs> he just, he keeps saying things. Like, it's actually a nest of enemy spies. We must get the Omni Blaster before those spies can turn it against us. Don't let them fool you, partner. They're really dangerous androids made to look like your friends. Don't listen to the android, Iceman. That's why we were chosen for this job by the president himself. Say, where are we, Cap? Who lives in this fancy place? The man who gives me my orders. I thought the president lived in the White House. 
It's just anything. Why am I stabbing do. them? Well, I just imagine him on the other side, like just sitting there in his chair, Faustus, just at the the haunted house, being like, I, uh, what, what do I tell him? I don't know. You're the fucking doctor. <laughs> just playing cards with a ghost. <laughs> This genius plot that Kingpin has come up with and yeah. that Faustus is helping him carry out, it, it could have been anybody, man. It didn't have to be Captain America. <laughs> like, because what, what they're doing is they're saying, we're going to break into an army base and we're going to break into a vault. Yep. Okay. In the course of, of the story, Captain America at no point relies on being Captain America to get past at people. All. He just breaks in. And starts killing people or shoot, <laughs> throwing his shield at them and later shooting at people with the Omni Blaster. Right. So at no point is him being Captain America important to what they're doing. This could have been any any powered yeah, person. Yeah, they're not they're not trying to just destroy his name at all. Like no. It's <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just we're using the guy because we can. Uh, it's just somebody that's a challenge. You can send anybody. <laughs> then he's trying to break into a vault and they, they just rely accurately. They mm-hmm. were right about this, that Iceman would just follow Captain America, which he did, to break into a vault. Firstly... I would think that it would be more helpful to have Firestar who can melt things because she controls microwaves. Yeah. Not not the appliances, but the radiation. Yeah, the appliances. From Alpha to Zeta. Yeah. Yeah. Eat my pizza. Yep. Your Totinos. (laughs) That seems to me more helpful. Then the thing, I don't know, this kills me in any cartoon. When people break into vaults in cartoons, it's just the way they're drawn. But man, they break into the vault. I mean, they're successful. So Iceman just freezes the thing. And I know that freezing metal, it's not good for the metal either. It's no good. Yeah. They break it open. The whole vault big door comes off. And when you see the wall, you can tell there's nothing special inside the wall. Yeah. The vault <laughs> door was the most durable part of this thing. So probably they could have just thrown a grenade at the wall yeah. and broken into the vault. Yeah, right. <laughs> didn't need Iceman for anything. <laughs> this is this is a terrible plan. They, they, they blow a lot of holes in, in buildings on this. There is a ton of that. <laughs> and the X-Men are known for doing that. Yeah. So the fact that Iceman came from the X-Men and in this continuity, so did Firestar. I guess they, they had... At Professor Xavier's school for gifted youngsters, mm, yeah. they had how to control your firepowers, how to withstand epithets about mutants from humans, and wall blasting. Yeah. <laughs> wall blasting 101, babe. It was like, it was like their PE. Yeah. Uh, that's, what it <laughs> that's what it would be. Oh, man, I would love to see that. Dr. Faustus is Ray crazy. <laughs> He he's Ray Cray. It's <laughs> good. That's good. He's Ray Cray because he guess what? Double cross, but then also triple turn, Ooh. quadruple duple. No. no, just it stops okay. at the third one. Yeah, it stops at the third one. Uh, Faustus. At one point, when they're when the blaster is coming to, he doesn't wait till it's then. Blaster, the blaster. <laughs> Iceman and Captain America bring the blaster back to the haunted house, yeah. their headquarters, and Faustus at that point has said, you know what? I'm going to take over this operation. And he fires a hypno disc at Kingpin, takes him over, seemingly. Very ballsy. Yeah, real ball. Oh, man. <laughs> Super. The balls on this guy. Oh. <laughs> Two pairs. <laughs> he takes over Kingpin mm-hmm. with the hypno disc, supposedly. Kingpin's eyes go white. Cool. Okay. So he's taken over. Then, once the blaster is brought in and Faustus has it, and Captain America wakes up from the whole thing because there's this stupid, oh, it only works for 12 hours at a time, and then the, the battery that's attached to your neck Flawed stops working. Plan. Yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> come on, uh, figure that part out before you carry out the plan. Wait one day. <laughs> Just after Just one day. Give it one more day for like bug busting. Like figure out a few more of the issues of the product before you release it. Then we find out that Kingpin, at the very last minute, 
has been feigning being under mind control the whole time and had actually, he peels off, it's not a bald cap, it's like a bald flap. It's a Band-Aid. It's a Band-Aid, yes. It's a (laughs) a Band-Aid that I guess is thick enough that he just wore on his neck in the exact spot where this hypno-disc would have hit him. Yeah. Doesn't explain why his eyes went white, ever. That's never explained. He's like paint. (laughs) Yeah, I sprayed it in my eyeballs. Well, so there's triple. That's where the triple dipple dip, you know, comes. Quadruple, six tuplets, sim tipple. Oh, I'm out. And that's at least that buys the heroes enough time to save the day. It's not the reason they save the day. I mean, they just kind (laughs) of kick the asses of four regular humans, and then Spider-Man jumps into a plane with Kingpin, calls him a bunch of names, and then they parachute out of the damn thing. Yep. And all is good. I mean, it's it's all saved. Like the Omni Blaster blows up on the plane because yeah, because that button, the one that we talked about earlier, Uh it gets pressed. It jostled. Yeah, it got jostled a bit. (laughs) It went for a, a, a smooth jost. For Operation Dumbo Drop. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, that's what Spider-Man would have said. He's on top of the parachute. Yeah, the Fatso Drop. The yeah, King, right. yeah, Fatso Drop. Operation <laughs> Fatso Drop. I mean, if he's going to do it, lean into it. Be funnier. If you're going to, if, if he's going to fat shame this guy, yeah. be funnier. Or be cruder. Be, be cruder yeah. uh, equals funnier. Just, just two, yeah. two birds. Now, at the end of all this, this whole time Iceman's been talking about how he has, uh, I guess he's in college and he has to write an essay about his hero. This is what a third grader writes. What I did, my hero, my dad is my hero. My fireman uncle's my hero. Well, you see Iceman's underwear. (laughs) He is in underwear. He's (laughs) Iceman's only costume when he is Iceman is just ice underwear. Engraved ice underwear. Yeah, yeah. It's just there to, to assure the parents that nobody's naked on screen. I promise nobody's naked. Promise. This whole time he's been trying to interview Captain America and they they had it scheduled and then this whole mind mind control thing came up. You know. You know. So what are you going to do? But as Cap's leaving, Iceman goes after him saying, hey, I need that interview from you. And Captain America produces a cassette tape and says, I did the interview myself. Here you go. (laughs) What does that mean? I did the, what questions was he answering? Was he talking to himself? Well, Cap, I remember the first time that I did that. Like, it just doesn't seem like something Captain America would have the time to do. At all. Or that he would bother, he would say, I'll fucking stick around. I'm a nice guy. I'm the coolest, I'm like your coolest young uncle. (laughs) If you have a young uncle out there, folks, you know who I'm talking about. Your young uncle who may as well be your cousin. Yeah. And he's like, he he totally supports you. He's your brother, but he is a bit of an authority figure. That's Captain America to me. And of course, Bobby Drake, uh, the Iceman, he gets this cassette tape. You know Bobby Drake. Yeah, Bobby Drake. Even though he is good enough with this power, dexterous enough with it, to freeze people without killing them. Yes. He can't handle a cassette tape without freezing it immediately. He got excited. Yeah. (laughs) He's a teenager. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. It would have just been like Captain America talking to himself, like, you know, or not, or just silence. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, ultimately, this is what happens with Iceman. He is interviewing himself at yeah. the end of the episode. And it's Frank Welker, famous, famous Frank Welker. Who? Dear, dear <laughs> friend of the show. I wish he was a friend of the show. He's a friend to you and me and that he has been with us for so many years. This voice actor, Frank Welker. Yep. He plays Bobby Drake, Iceman. And in this moment, he's he kind of does a different voice for Bobby Drake than he does Iceman. Uh-huh. One's a slight bit nerdier. But... Iceman is no Frank Welker. So tell me, Iceman, when did you first discover you had superpowers? As a baby, I accidentally froze my formula. Call me Frosty, my friends do. Well, thank you, Iceman. Ah, 
I mean Frosty. Don't mention it, Robert. Uh, I mean Bobby. Right. This is the best way for him to blow his cover as Iceman, I would say. Bobby Drake is turning in this tape to his teacher saying, yeah, I interviewed either that or just getting a fucking F. Because, man, I mean, like if you have to turn in the tape and show that you have this source, like a good investigative journalist, then you got to you got to show that tape. Show me the tapes. Show me which tapes about. Show me the what's what's your tape about. Yeah, right. Stories like this. Leave me asking. And I mean, this is especially like I grew up reading comics. So this kind of thing comes up for me. How do you trust anybody in a world where mind control like this exists? Or it very, you don't. That's why we, you and me live in here in the studio and we don't really go out. And I, I mean, I barely trust you. I, I don't even like you. But so. try the different subjects, though. True. Yeah. True. I also wonder, at very least, how do you trust someone who has already been mind controlled? Like Captain America. Right. It's like, I mean, you could be. I mean, again, like I'm, I'm kind of mind controlled just by those dazzling blue eyes. Yeah, but in that jawline, baby. But it just seems like you would kind of have a little, you would have a, a cooling off period where you have to get used to the idea that this person is, again, the person you know and love, not someone being controlled by a scientist 80 miles away or two whatever. Months. Two it's months. a two month time. P- For normal people, Captain America, two minutes. minutes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're right. Well, you know what? Look, I've been hurt before. Yeah. <laughs> my, my ex, mind controlled. Yep. My dad. Mind controlled. One of my uncles was mind controlled. So I, I, I've been burned and I don't want to get hurt again. So I'm just a little slow dipping my toe back into the superhero dating pool. They're just pieces of shit though. <laughs> yeah. There's, they all told you that they were being mind controlled. Yeah. It was a mind control. Well, that's the thing in a world like this, you could blame so much on like, I don't know, maybe a mutant just happened to have his powers. And he control my mind. I don't know, babe. I, look, I forgot about your birthday. Whatever. Mind control. I'm going to write that down. Mind control. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining us on another spring cleaning edition of Days Past Tunecast. Whip, 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 whip. That's the sound of my broom. Yeah, I made no sound. I was just like, yeah, just yeah it, it. it's an audio format. <laughs> so they may have heard some foley you were doing over there. Spring cleaning uh, will continue. Just uh, visiting old haunts and jaunts. Yeah, is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just said it, yeah. didn't I? Yeah, all right. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at DPTuneCast. You can also contact us via email, dptuncast at gmail.com. Finally, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash dptuncast. And please, whatever you listen to us on, whatever podcasting, broadcasting, podcasting format or program you use, rate and or review us, subscribe, all the things that let us know. You love us. Hey, Will, don't you do another podcast too? I do. You know, you know that I do. Travis. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you know Why do you ask like that, Travis? Yeah, you're acting up. weird. I do another show. We've mentioned it already. The Parables. P A I R A B O L S. Important. Absolutely important. <laughs> Always important to spell it correctly. Uh, this week we're talking about the Avengers. My good friend Allie Hardgrave and I are talking about nerd things every week. Get it? Get it? Get it? It's good. Ooh. And if that wasn't enough, please be sure to check out a rap music video on YouTube. It's a mix up of nine. 1992's X-Men animated series theme. Mix with Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back. Just search Days Past Tunecast. Uh, double up. Uh, uh, uh. Uh. Check that out, then come back next week for another DPTC blast off The six tuplet. Until then, octriplet. <laughs> Until then, tutor my duder. Tutor my duder. Ah, blah, blah.
All right, I'm reading Madame Thing. I cronkited your ass. I cronkited you. Slamming. I'm punching through the heads of the damn drums. You got 500 sticks on each side, <laughs> shit. Uh, Spider Man and his amazing. We're talking about those amazing friends. They're amazing. They're good friends. They're really good friends. Hey, how good are your friends? They're not as good as these friends. 